It's episode 348 of No Laugh Track Podcast here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. We're here at Acme in Minneapolis because uh, we couldn't do it anywhere else. This is their podcast. I'm the lucky guy that gets to host it, Justin Severson. I am here with a guest I just met a few minutes ago. Been looking forward to this since his uh, his week was no, his shortened week was announced here at Acme. Joe List is on the stage with me right now. Hello, thank you. And I'm I'm, I'm bummed that it's a shortened week, by the way. My uh, my agent, who I love and I think is a tremendous agent, but he booked me Thursday through Saturday. I didn't even know it was an option to be here all week. And I got to tell him I would have been happy to because I love the city and I love the club. So yeah. next time, hopefully I'll be here for a week. I would come here for two weeks. It's a beautiful town. Yeah, I was wondering about that. You're, I mean, you're not the first. It's, 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 I, you know what I'm noticing? It's not quite 50-50. There's some people that come do the whole week, Tuesday through Saturday. Others are what you're doing, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. I mean, I'm a little, uh, I mean, I was also in L.A. on Monday and Tuesday, so it would have been tough if I had other stuff going See, on. See, yeah, but, w- um, what you should say right now is that I tried really hard to get here uh, Tuesday, but I had such big stuff booked months ago. I did have big, big Hollywood stuff. I was in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, it was the Burt Kreischer podcast, which isn't exactly like a big Hollywood. <laughs> um, I wasn't in a Tom Cruise movie, but, uh, but next time, hopefully, I'll be here for longer because uh, I really do love it here. Excellent. I uh, I was at the show last night. Oh. Very good job. Thank you. Was I it good. Uh, I feel like it was good, right? <laughs> I, I feel like I didn't. It wasn't. It was. I feel like I didn't get the full excitement. Was it? Was it? Was it all right? You think so? I don't know. Hmm. Why do you say that? Well, I felt like just uh, because it's the first night. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I, w- I didn't kill, and then I felt like you said that I was here. You were here, but you didn't say it was amazing. So now I'm like, oh, gee, did I suck? Did I stink? <laughs> that that's a. Uh, that's me trying to stretch that out so that we'll talk about it during the podcast. Oh, great. All right, cool. I appreciate it. Well, what but, does he think? He was here. What does he think? Uh, but no, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I also saw you uh, a few months ago. Yes. When I when I paid to come see Louis C.K. And I had no idea who he was performing with. Oh, fun. And then it was like, and a special guest, Joe List. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was a what fun. What a surprise. Uh, that was a fun week. That was a fun week because it was nice. To, I did like you know, 10 minutes or something. There's something really fun about, I'm used to headlining on the road and yeah. being kind of the show. It's nice to just do 10 minutes and then I would go back to the hotel sometimes. I'd go in the back and watch him. It's kind of nice. Awesome. Uh, that's got to be great. Picking the best of the best for a 10-minute uh, yeah. segment, right? I appreciate being included in that group. So I um, I got to tell you, yesterday I was driving. You know how uh, you can pull up to an intersection, usually like at a, a highway entrance or exit ramp and there will be a person holding a sign asking for money sure right of course well, i pulled up to an intersection yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. and i was listening to your most recent album oh uh, and i was listening to it on apple music oh thank you and Jeez, great mm-hmm, and <laughs> laughing on and off throughout me listening to yeah. it i pull up to this intersection at a point where i'm laughing really hard at the exact same time, I look over each side. There's a homeless guy on each corner. Oh, wow. And I'm, like, hysterically, hysterically laughing by myself oh, in my man. car in full view of these guys down on their luck asking for money. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. That's always a bummer. Yeah. But sometimes you got to laugh, you know? Sometimes you're laughing. I've had that happen before where I'm walking with someone, we're just cracking up, and all of a sudden there's a homeless person asking for money. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And I just feel like you have to give money because you're, like, howling, laughing, just having the time of your life. And this poor person is... Well, know. I didn't give them money, so thanks for making me feel better. Yeah, no, you should feel terrible. Um, <laughs> they, I could go back after this. They, it's a good chance those guys are still there. Yeah, they probably they haven't gone far, I'm sure. I, I, I highly doubt it. Um, but I appreciate listening to the album and enjoying <laughs> well, it. That makes course. me feel good. And I think I get some kind of residual for that. It's probably like nine cents or something. Even but. if I didn't purchase it and I just have a subscription to Apple Music where I can download anything whenever I want? I don't know. I'm... I'm I don't know how that works, but somebody has told me, I've heard both versions that you don't get paid for that, and I've heard that you do get paid for it. But yeah. I think it's like uh, pennies, but you do get paid something. Do you have change for a dollar? Because um, we could just do it right here. <laughs> I would love that. I would take that. <laughs> but I don't. I have zero money. There, just to wrap that up, there was part of me that like wanted to roll the windows down and be like, guys, it's 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 Joe List. I'm you ever even heard of Joe List? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to comedy. You'll if you, understand. If you knew this, you'd understand. If you have the means, get the album, yeah. sir. And, uh, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it being listened to at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so a little. I want to know about your history at Acme. Besides last night when I was here and a few months ago when you were here with Louie, what is your history here at Acme? Have you been here before? I've been here quite a bit, actually. I featured for Nick DiPaolo. I used to own for Nick DiPaolo for many years. And uh, I think I was here in 08. 
there's all the signatures in the back of the headliner. So yeah. I was kind of trying to find DePaulo, and I think I did it with Tommy John again once. Oh wow! Also, that's been a while for him for a long time. So I think I was here in like 2008, 2010, and then maybe again in like 2012-ish, maybe. I'm not sure. I think I came here with John again. I can't remember. And then one time I was here, DePaulo did a theater through Lewis, the owner. Yeah. He, they booked him at a theater, and Mike Kaplan happened to be here that weekend. I came over and hung out with Kaplan. Oh. So And then we went to a Twins game together also. So I've actually spent uh, a, a fair amount of time here. Yeah, I've done it a few times. Oh, right on. Yeah, I love this club. Yeah. I mean, it's as I'm, I'm sure you know and everyone knows, it has the reputation for being one of the top sort of five clubs. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a perfect room, and I know it's like the audience has been trained to be sort of quiet, like we'll kick you out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It has the low wood ceilings, the, the, the curtain, and the crowd's right on top of you. It's a pretty, it's a special club for sure. I could not agree more. Yeah. I love it. First time headline. So it's like a dream come true. I've always wanted to headline this club. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And you brought your wife along. Yeah, my wife is here. She's not here, here. She's uh, being very quiet. Right yes, uh, she's, um, <laughs> she's here. She doesn't like to talk. She likes to just sit in. <laughs> no, she's, uh, she's at the hotel. She had a bunch of editing and stuff to do and work and, and stuff. So, uh, But yeah, it's, her first, it's not her first time here. She was here, I think, like 15 years ago or something. Like I don't know. I forget why. This would be where she would tell that story, but you're right. She's uh, laid up in the hotel. So did any ch did she do like a? Remember they used to do last comic standing auditions here. Yeah, maybe any chance was, she did it, one of those here? It might have been something like that. I'm not sure. I can't remember why she was here, but she was here at one point. Sure. And then last week, my guest on the podcast was was her podcast co-host. Oh, that uh, Adrian Appalucci. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Adrian was here all week. Yeah, yeah I, I love to meet Adrian. Adrian. She's last a good week. buddy of mine. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. No, Adrian's awesome. Yeah, she's hilarious. We had a really good time getting to know her. No, she's but a good, good, good egg. Absolutely, she was great. Um, I something I want to bring up about the show when I came here to see you and Louie. It was the uh, they had the nobody could have their phone mm -hmm. in the club. Yes. So I assume you did other shows. That's just like the standard. No yeah, he does that thing. Club. Yeah, there's a, th a thing called Yonder is mm -hmm. the company that started doing it. I know Chappelle uses it. I think Rock and and Louie. And it's pretty great. And they do it at Denver Comedy Works, too. That was the first club oh, to go do. no phone. Yeah, I was okay. just there last week. And so, so for your shows last week. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting, actually, because I've done a bunch of shows with Louie, and then Denver did it. So last night it was a weird moment where I was like, hey, that guy's got his phone. And then you're like, oh, you're allowed to have your phone here. Okay. It wasn't on or anything. It was just sitting on the table. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that might become standard as time goes on because I think – People don't seem to mind. They do it at the Comedy Cellar, too. They started doing their own thing. They have little bags. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of these really great clubs started doing that, and it, it just is nice because it's like you don't have to worry about it. You don't see those f faces lighting up with, like, that underlight. Yeah. And then some people will just go so far as to, like, answer the phone and be texting, which I never – if someone answers the phone, I'll kind of lose my mind a little bit. Good. When people you are should. texting, I'm like, I just kind of go, all right, well, they're they're addicted to their phones. It's, it's like a disease. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'll just go, all right, I'll just ignore them and move on. Um, but it is nice when they don't have their phone. It's definitely – you can feel it in the room. So, um, so you have noticed a difference. Okay. Yeah. I think so. But I think also there's part of it, the counter to that, like part of the audience is like they're like uncomfortable because they don't have their phone. I think people are so addicted to their phones now that when they don't have it, they feel uneasy. Oh, my God. Myself yeah. included. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's an illness. Yeah. Go wait in line somewhere. Yeah. And if you see somebody without their phone, it's like, did they lose it? Is yeah. Is it broken? It's bizarre. Yeah. I, I felt that way last week when I was in Denver, my phone just died, like died, died, like couldn't be resurrected. And uh, so I went like, I don't know, 28 hours without a phone. And it was weird. Like I, I used my wife's phone. I was like, called my mother in the club. I was like, Hey, if you need anyone, just call my wife. And Nobody needs you. It's no. just fine. But it was weird going and waiting in line and stuff where I was like, I was doing a joke about it last night. Where oh, I was yeah, like, that's right. You did. I yeah. was at the Cheesecake Factory with no phone. I was by myself. I'm like, I legitimately don't remember what you do. I was just looking at things. Yeah. And uh, I felt like people were looking at me like, who's this maniac over here? Uh -huh. It's bizarre. But I'm, I'm, I've tried to take efforts to not look at Like last night, I was, I'm like, I'm going at like 6 p.m. I was like, I'm going to go airplane mode the rest of the night. Okay. I'm trying to be better about it. Because it's hard. You liked uh, a reply to one of uh, – I replied to one of your tweets, mm -hmm. and you liked it at about 11-something last night. That must have been when you got back I on. got back and, yeah, <laughs> turned my phone back off, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And I try to just look at the stuff that I need to look at and then put it away again. But it's hard. 
did you um did you see this morning the hubbub back you live in new york right now yes correct did you see the hubbub with the rice cookers no i don't know about the rice cookers the uh they have shut down oh here it is oh geez yeah yeah you don't know about this? No, I don't. I watched a little news today, but it was all about, um, I don't know, Trump's rally and then the congresswoman in Israel and something else. Oh, right, right. Our, our congresswoman here in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, this is okay. So I'm going to give you an update here. This is just from a few hours ago when okay. I was uh, doing some prepping at home. Police are on the hunt. This had, may, have be, uh, may have been updated. Okay. I don't know. Police are hunting for a person of interest uh who was last seen uh, leaving at least two rice cookers in a subway station oh jeez and sparking an evacuation in lower manhattan friday morning oh my goodness yeah now were they just rice cookers or did they prove to be explosive devices or just rice cookers okay no, no false alarm basically oh all right a white male in his 20s or 30s i'll show this to you uh, in a second here white male in his 20s or 30s d- with dark hair was seen on video taking the two cookers out of a shopping cart and placing them on an upper and lower level at the Fulton Street subway station. Oh, wow. Are you familiar with the Fulton Street yeah, station? Yeah, that's downtown. I mean, that's, I'm never really down there. That's like the financial district. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I have been down there, but that's not somewhere where I would regularly be. Please. <laughs> but that's where a ton of people are because it's the financial district. Oh, so. sure. That makes, uh, makes sense. Police said the man appears to be homeless. Ah. I don't know how they get that. But uh, it says the, the man appears to be homeless, wearing a blue T-shirt that appears to say Prime Day, Amazon Prime oh, Day. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's homeless, but he loves Amazon, and he's able to buy rice cookers. He has black curly hair and a tattoo on his right arm. Uh, just over an hour later, a third rice cooker was found near a garbage can in Chelsea. Wow. The devices uh, were initially believed to be pressure cookers, and uh, they found out they were actually empty rice cookers. Wow. It sounds like uh, for a homeless guy, he has quite a bit of income. He's got an Amazon shirt. He's traveling. He's got. He's bought three rice cookers. He's yeah. got a tattoo. Yeah. Seems I'm going like to show you the picture okay. that they posted. Sure. What did they see in that? What did they see in that to say uh, he appears to be homeless? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a homeless. That looks like a commercial act. He looks like a comedian. Like a high-energy comic. He's got, like, a lot of hair. He looks like he showered that day. He's got an Amazon shirt. There's no scraggly beard or, you know, wild hair. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, a fungus of any kind. This is a heck of a device, by the way. What is it? This is just an iPad with a a giant case on it. Oh, well, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it took three people to write that article. The article is co-authored by three different people, and it's one paragraph. So, well done, Olivia Ben Simon, Craig McCarthy, and Leah Ustinkwich. Yeah, they really good job, guys. Teamed up to come up with this idea that this guy's homeless. Let's tag team this thing. I'm not homeless. Which one came? I think it was Craig that came up with the uh, appears to be homeless. Yeah, I'm gonna blame Craig on that one. Blame Craig on that. Well, that's, I'm glad it was a uh, false alarm or whatever. But hopefully, he's not doing like a trial run here. No kidding, right? Yeah, it's it's scary. The subway scares me. It's like it's so packed, and it's like it's definitely a target. Obviously, I uh, the I've been in New York a few times, and not many. One of the times we rode train, and sitting there and across the way was a woman uh, who basically vomited all over her purse in her in her lap. Fun, yeah, yeah, that's and then fun. got off on the same stop as us in front of us mm-hmm. and she had never wiped her hands completely off so uh-huh. she was holding the handrail down. oh wow it was just like okay she puts them there puts them there puts them there oh wow yes yeah see, i'll put my hands on the handrails and stuff. i'm not a big germ guy but when i really think about it you're like that is so disgusting yeah but this time i put my hand on it, and it's warm and i'll move to like a cooler spot because it feels like that weird warm heat uh, that <laughs> that that uh hand warmth is what i meant to say. right it's just yucky I don't know why this is so warm. It's a gross place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, uh, so la- last night they had the three contestants for the funniest person. Oh yes, going on here. Yeah. Did you ever do anything like that on the way up? Not. I don't know. Really. If I think about this. This is you know they haven't been paid. They're straight amateurs. Right. Yeah. I haven't. I've done. I did like the Boston Comedy Festival, which is like a competition, but that was a little more like. Um, it was a bunch of pros and stuff like like you know like really like big guys would kind of win it. But I did that a bunch and last comic standing, but never at that like kind of newer level okay. contest thing. Um, I didn't do any of that stuff. But um, it's interesting. Why I can feel their nerves, that feeling of like a competition and yeah. waiting. They have to wait the whole show to find out who won. Is such like a uh, just anxiety inducing. And they can win the night and still not move on to anything. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they could be done. 
Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, who judged it? Because I didn't. It wasn't clear to me who was like the judge. I'm not sure. I think it was. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Sure. So it's just someone gonna, back there. All right. Guess. I know uh, one time I came. I come to the shows, you know, a lot. Obviously, yeah. I like to see the show the yeah. day before I do the podcast. About a month or so ago, I was here on a Wednesday, and Brandon, one of the managers, you know, was helping us yeah. record today. He was yes. like, "Hey, could you be one of the judges on this?" So I helped. Yeah. About yeah. a month or so ago. Yeah. I think I think the guy that I thought was the best won that night. Oh, good. Feeling he's going to be moving on. Yeah. yeah, justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going through my list here, like we talked about beforehand. I'm just knocking these off here. How am sure. I doing so far? Uh, so far, I think it's excellent. I'm so enjoying myself very much. I keep turning to the audience as though there was an audience, but there's nobody here. Yeah, why? Are, they're not acknowledging anything we're saying. No, no, they're very quiet. We're bombing <laughs> right now. It's dead silent in here. Hey, have you, vice, have you or vice versa? Has your wife ever seen you bomb? Have you ever seen her bomb? Oh, for sure. Yeah, both both ways. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Uh, what what is that like compared to watching a different anyone else that you're not in love with? Bomb. It depends on the situation. Like if it's like a high pressure situation or like a, a show that you want to do well on, you bomb. It sucks because you're like, oh, we have to deal with each other's anger. But if it's a show that like everyone's bombing, it's kind of fun to be like, oh man, like we're tanking, and okay. you kind of laugh about how bad the show was. Um, so it can go either way, depending on like like I said, like the expectations. Or because um, some shows you're like everyone's bombing, it's a bad situation. Sure. We're at like a veterinarian convention, and they talked about their dead dog before. Whatever it is, like this sad, weird shows that mm-hmm. you're like, obviously it's gonna suck. Yeah. But when you think it's gonna go well, and it doesn't go well. That's definitely can a you can either even just in general can any comedian talk another one out of thinking they bombed. A little bit. Do you know every time? Yeah, a little bit. But like, no, you know enough. Like, it's the thing of like, well, sometimes the comics will be like, well, the ceilings are high or like the mic wasn't working. But you're like, no, no, I I know what a bomb was. And sometimes they'll be like, you just can't hear the laughs. But I'm like, no, I got a couple laughs. (laughs) So I know what laughs would have sounded like. (laughs) Like it's there's that weird moment where like one joke will kill and then the rest don't. But you're like, no, no, I know what a big laugh sounded like because sure. I did get one. Yeah, Or but. just you can compare it to other shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. no, a bomb, pretty much, there's no consoling a bomb. Sure. You just have to kind of accept it. and let, let, It's like life. It's a metaphor. You just have to go, all right, well, that's what that is, and mm-hmm. there'll be other chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I listened to you on, uh, I don't know how I started listening, but I've been listening to Dr. Drew After Dark. Oh, wow, fun. Yeah, I find it really entertaining. I've yeah, he's Dr. a Dr. Drew fan since you know uh, the uh, the Love Line. Yeah, Love yeah, Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I was like Lifeline, Love Line. Yeah. No, he's an entertaining guy. I had never listened to the show. I didn't really know him too well, but they asked me to do the show. I went and met him, and he was like delightful. He was so nice. And uh, it and seems funny. like he has a history with a lot of comedians. Yeah. Can yeah. you explain that to me? Uh, I can't really. I don't know much about. It. I know just Love Line. I guess like he must be kind of friends with comics, and he's got a sense of humor. He's been around. Yeah. But um, it was fun. But, yeah, he seemed to really know comedy, and he's on Segura's yeah. network, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. in that same venue. So we had a great time, and I'm like a hypochondriac, so it was nice to get to talk to a doctor Yeah, for free. No, no I, I bet. Yeah, so that I was kind of helpful. I, uh, I have a story that I brought along that ties into something that you said on the stage last night and said to – Dr. Drew. Oh, as great. Well. All right. Okay. I'm going to tie a couple things in here. I'm excited. So, so you talked about um, uh, acid reflux. Yes. Yes. I changing your issue. diet. Yeah. Right? Maybe dropping some. Oh, here. Oh, we're just going to get to it. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you parts of these story. I want to know how you would have reacted in the situation. Sure. This is all going to tie in here. Uh, this is uh, from a few days ago. Elder, an elderly resident who lives in uh, Virginia, in Arlington, Virginia. He was rescued by an attentive mail carrier, na- neighbors, and uh, first responders after falling at home and not being able to get up. Okay. Terrible, right? I'm falling. I can't get up. That whole thing. Sure. How do you? Th- this is uh, the point of this is how the man survived. Okay. He survived on his kitchen floor for five days by drinking nothing but Coca-Cola. Oh wow. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't seem healthy. I mean, how would his acid reflux be? I imagine not great. I mean, <laughs> if you had reflux, Coke is. Uh, I was told that like Coke is one of the worst things for any kind of carbonated beverage, um, and I would drink like four or five Cokes a day and a couple of chocolate chip cookies. So I did some serious damage to uh, my esophagus and stomach lining, evidently, and I'm trying to get better. But um, yeah, four days of exclusively Coke is definitely 
not recommended. So you've stopped drinking the colas. I stopped drinking Coke, yes, in um, like the end of February. So it's been a while now. And uh, it was hard. It's addictive. I mean, like it's, it, but it, it's like the worst thing for you. There's no nutritional value. I guess unless you're dying, maybe there is some. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess if you can put anything in there. But even that seems like it might not even be helpful. But maybe there's some element of water, I guess, in there to hydrate. Well, yeah. I mean, there's something. I, I guess. guess it's liquid. Yeah. But um, no, it's definitely uh, horrible for you. But it was. It's hard to quit because it's delicious. It's addictive and delicious. Absolutely. Plus, uh, where are you getting your caffeine then? Uh, I'll Did drink you? green tea or whatever, okay. but uh, a little bit of green tea. But, yeah, I kind of cut caffeine out for quite a while, too. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty dramatic change because I, I ate able to do that. nothing but DiGiorno pizzas and, like, chicken parm extra sauce, <laughs> chipotle burritos extra hot sauce, four or five Cokes a day. And then I smoked cigars, too, so I really inflamed my whole situation. Oh, that was another thing. Yeah. I listened to I listened to you uh, with uh, Robert Kelly from Montreal. Oh yeah, he's yeah. peer pressuring you into have a cigar. Yeah, he yeah. kept being like, "Dude, you can just have one. I have reflux too." Oh, and, dry, uh, dry smoke it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really wanted because I I love cigars and I, I smoked a lot of them for yeah. a long time. But um, I'm just trying to kind of take care of the throat there. It's, yeah, no, that's a good. Especially plan. as a comic, you're using it a lot. Money maker. Exactly. So if you fell and you couldn't get up. In your uh, New York uh, apartments, yeah, and only the only that old six pack of Coca Cola was next to you on the ground within reach. Eventually, I would start drinking it, I guess, because it is filling for a while. It's not like proper filling, but the soda, like you'll feel full after drinking a Coke, so at least you have that. Yeah. But um, I guess I would have to do that. I'd have to put the reflux diet aside to survive. <laughs> Survival <laughs> is more important. Good call. Uh, you mentioned Chipotle. I. I was debating whether I would mention this on the podcast. I had a, an experience Uh-oh. at a Chipotle earlier this week. Okay. Do you ever, have you ever, when you get Chipotle, order on the app so it's ready for you when you get there? No, I've never done that. I like to see what they're doing and putting in and be like, a, a little more of that, a little less of that. I've never, do, I've never been an app guy. Okay. For that, for that reason. Okay. Because you want to see them make it. Yeah, yeah. I like, and I want to make sure it's fresh. It hasn't been sitting there for a while. Okay. Yeah. Long lines don't bother you? Just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll wait my turn. No, well, I think the line moves pretty quick at Chipotle. I mean, I haven't been to Chipotle in months also. I mean, I used to go literally like four or five times a week, and um, I haven't been like five months because of that hot hot sauce sure. I can't have. So I did the app, ordered in advance. It tells you exactly when the food is going to be ready. Sure. It's like 15 minutes from your order, it's going to okay. be ready. So I did that the other day, got there, and it wasn't ready, but there was a long line out the door, and I thought, oh, what the hell? They're just mm-hmm. busy. I'll, I'll wait. It's not a big deal. And there were some other people. When they have your food ready, they'll you know they'll they bag it and they just put it on a shelf, which yeah. seems super shady because yeah, yeah. anybody could just walk in. No one's checking. If anybody's hungry out there and you're near Chipotle, you can just walk in, grab a bag of food, and leave. That is a thing that happens a lot with uh, homeless people in New York. Oh, they're, they're onto that. Yeah, I know Sweet Green has that happen a lot, and then Panera Bread. Okay, they'll get like a delivery, and then the homeless people will just come in, grab it, and walk out, which I'm actually okay with. I would be doing it. Yeah, I mean, and also it's like, all right, the person inconvenienced is the person that gets there and their meal's gone, so they have to wait an extra ten minutes. But the the company they got plenty of money, and the homeless person gets a nice nutritious meal. Yes. So I'm I'm actually okay with it. Holy crap! Telling me that some that a homeless person came in and took my bag of food would have completely calmed me down, and I would have been so okay with that. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. That's what they should do. I would have been so okay with that. That's what the company should do. Is go, oh, you know what happened? A homeless person took it. They were they were going to die if they didn't have it. We were out of Coke, <laughs> they were so they got the salad. Uh, that would be like a nice thing to make people feel better. So what happened with you, though? So uh, there were some other people. There was like a, you know, um, one of those companies where they'd come and deliver the food. There was one of those guys waiting there. Then there was another uh, two women waiting in front of me waiting for their t- mobile order. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to patiently wait. They're just busy. That's fine. Sure. It's a little bit after the rush, lunch rush, but whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, then when it got – then as the employee, those two people, the, all the people ahead of me left, uh, got their food. A couple employees came and checked on me. Uh, she said, what's the name on the order? I said, Justin. She came back a few minutes later and double-checked with me again, and she said, the name was Chelsea? Oh, wow. And I said, no, no, Justin. Yeah. And then uh, it just – 10 minutes went – I ended up being there 25 minutes. Oh, jeez. And still had no food. The people that were at the end of the line – uh, when I walked in, mm-hmm. were ordering their food. Wow. And I still didn't have anything. Yeah, that's frustrating. I, uh, I ended up getting in a little bit of confrontation with, the, with a manager because she wouldn't, ex- she wouldn't 
be honest with me. She just right. like belittled me. Your, your food will be ready in a moment. Your food will be ready in a moment. Right. I said, okay, that's fine. And I said, hey, can you just tell me? I said, what happened here? Because I ordered online and it's not ready and the people are coming through here. She's like, I'm sorry. It's not up to your expectations. I'm like, no, I don't. I, that's fine. Just tell me what happened. So right, I'm, right. So I understand. She wouldn't tell me what happened. Wow. So eventually I just said, you know what? She goes, do you want, well, I'll give you your money back. I said, yeah. Okay. I said, cancel the order. I'm not even, I'm going to go someplace else. Yeah. I got my money back. Whatever. What would you have done? Just waited? I would have, I would have liked to have gotten my money back and then still gotten the food. That would have been ideal to me. To get a free meal after I that. don't know. Yeah, in hind, like as soon as I got to my car, I was like, I should have just waited for the food. I just had almost because now I'm hungry. I'm I, still hungry. I had a very similar experience with a comic named Stavros Halkius. I don't know if you know Stavros. He's a wonderful comedian. He's a he's a Greek gentleman, and uh, he took me to this really like famous or uh, Greek not famous but like well known uh, Greek uh, seafood restaurant in Astoria where we live. And he had never been there, but he's like, I heard it's great, it's amazing. And what you do is you pick out your own fish. The fish are just sitting out there, and then you grab them with a bag, and then you give them the bag, and you go, all right, I'd like this grilled. And you just they weigh it, and they charge you, and then they cook the fish that you picked out. Nice. And we just never got our food. Like, we were watching everybody get our food. It was like we waited for like a full hour. And then he went up and was like, hey, where's our food? And they're like, it's coming. But they wouldn't say they forgot the order. And so we kept being like, well, what do you mean it's coming? Like, everyone's got their food. We gave it to you an hour ago. And then he started yelling at them in Greek, which was kind of like, it was kind of sexy. I was like, yeah, <laughs> get him, man. Like, he was like, I can't do the, I don't want to offend any Greeks out there. But it was like, yelling in another language. And they were like yelling back. It was like a manager and an umpire just screaming at each other. And eventually he's like, you forgot our order. Just admit that you forgot our order. Yeah. And eventually we got the money back and we left. But I was like. Damn, I really was looking forward. Like, everyone's food looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, just out of principle, we can't eat here. So I was like, all right. So we left. We were starving. I okay. went to like a bagel. Pl- I got like an egg and cheese bagel instead of like a nice piece of salmon. Yeah. But that's the way. I mean, you just get so angry when people won't admit like, yeah, we forgot your order. Just so say like we blew it. When she said, when, when the manager finally came to talk to me and she said, uh, it, you know, we're working on it now, which they still weren't. And I said, I said, can you just tell me what happened here, just so I know? I said, because now it's been 25. Just tell me what happened here. Right. And she wouldn't answer me. Yeah. She just kept saying, I'm sorry, it's not meeting your expectations. Like, no, you're now you're blowing me off. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I didn't never raise my voice. I never swore. Sure. I just wanted to know. Right. Like I deserved to know. I thought. Right. And that's what she was trained. To and then say. finally, when she, I said, did the receipt come up in a different room or something? Are they getting lost in the shuffle? And then finally, she said, Yeah, uh, we lost it. We lost your ticket. I said. Look, now you told me. Right, right. That's, I go, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, is that? Oh, so you just wanted to know why, huh? Like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I all think right. I hate that lady. Wow. I think it's time for me to leave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, just to wrap that up real quickly, I ended up, so I left there. I still wanted a burrito, so I went to Qdoba. Oh, I like Familiar Qdoba. with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Qdoba. <laughs> no line whatsoever. Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Chipotle's crushing Qdoba. <laughs> I literally was went to Qdoba, had... I was five bites into my burrito, and ten minutes hadn't even passed since I left Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, no, like you can just that boom. Fast. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, I see you got your Boston Red Sox hat on. Yes, today. Yes, lifelong fan. Yes, you, for sure. Yeah, the earliest memories. I loved the Red Sox. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, professional sport? It's tough. I probably hockey. I mean, I'm a hockey guy. Really? Like, as far as like um, the Bruins are my favorite team, the team that I follow the most, and hockey's the sport that I can most watch almost any level, any game. Like a yeah. baseball, I'm a huge baseball guy. And if I have, to, if there's nothing else on or whatever, like I'm not gonna spend a lot of time watching, you know, the Royals play the Marlins or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas hockey, like I can watch, you know, the Flames and the Canucks play. Yeah, like, oh, great. Uh, nice hockey game. So uh, hockey's probably my favorite of the sports, but ba- I'm a huge baseball guy, and then probably football three and basketball four. Okay. Although football, I like college football. I get so into I, whatever sport I'm watching at the time. I'm like, this is the best sport. I'm a huge <laughs> tennis guy too. Really? Yeah, I just like I love I love sports. I love it. I uh, how did tennis get in there? Did you play? Uh, I play a little bit now when I can, but I just I just love it. I mean, I, I started going to the U.S. Open. I live in Queens, and uh, the oh, U.S. Yeah. Open is like such a great event. And uh, I've always loved. It. I like the isolation and that that one of the mental aspect of it, and uh, it's just great. I mean, tennis is up there with my favorite sports. Do you go to games to uh, hockey games? Oh yeah, yeah. I go to the I'll go to the Islander games and stuff. And I'm in New York now, and those are more affordable. When they were on Long Island, they were really cheap, but now. 
Um, they play in Brooklyn. I think they're moving back to Long Island, but those are pretty affordable. And the Bruins games are so expensive, but I go when I can. Okay. I can. Yeah. Um, but I love it. How about um, when when it hit the news that David Ortiz yeah. was shot? How, what did you think of that? Um, like, what was your initial rate? Like, how, why did you try to like, connect the dots and why, how? My initial thought was, I mean, I was like, is he not as great a guy as we thought? It seemed like uh, this seems shady that yeah. someone came up and shot him execution style. Yeah. Where I was like, what is he? Maybe this is bad of me. But I remember thinking, this is, that's a strange thing to happen just randomly. Yeah. Um, and I've heard rumors and stuff, but um, but it could, didn't seem like a robbery. I've I've heard and read. I did I didn't read that much of it now that I know he's he's better and stuff. But that was definitely my initial instinct. And then it was during the Stanley Cup final, so I thought, man, if they can get David Ortiz to say, you know, let's go Bruins or something, that would really be something. Because it was right before <laughs> Game Seven, I think. I think it was like the morning of Game Seven or the mo- the day before. Um, and I thought like they got to wheel him out there and have him. I think I tweeted. I was like, put David Ortiz in net. And a couple people were like offended by it. They're like, "Hey, just I was like, I'm not kidding." Um, but <laughs> That's fantastic. My thoughts were with the Bruins mostly, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm being honest, but I'm glad he's okay. I love Ortiz. Was there uh Was there a different Boston uh, uh sports figure that'd be more likely in your mind to be the one getting in the Trouble, um, like maybe getting shot in the. I, I don't know. I mean, like Pedro, I know is a real rabble rouser. I can see people okay. like taking, opposing teams taking a shot at him. He'd be in brawls and stuff, and uh, but um, somebody upset with a uh, cockfight that he was witnessing. Yeah, or yeah. Like I mean, like uh, he threw at people a lot, so maybe him. But or Manny Ramirez always seems so aloof and uh, oh, yeah. strange. Like Man, maybe yeah, th- th- yeah. that would make more sense. How about Clemens? Oh, of course. I mean, a lot of people would like to take a shot at Clemens. That's the one I thought of. Really yeah, yeah. That would make perfect sense to me. And uh, maybe, you know, Bill Buckner, maybe someone takes a shot at right? from the old days. But Although he got forgiven. He just passed away, so yeah. I shouldn't. Don't I'd do love, it now. I love Buckner. You yeah, yeah, you back. can't. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to do some searching to find him. You can't fight back. Do, uh, when players uh, go from the Red Sox to the Yankees, what do you, like, like Boggs or? Uh, Johnny Damon. There's a bunch of them. Johnny, Johnny Damon, Damon, Roger Clemens. Uh, Clemens. When guys Kobe do that, do you, yeah, turn your, do you turn your back on them or you just go, ah, it's business? It's business, but I still have that childlike thing of like, what a son of a bitch. Good. But they don't. They don't. The rivalry, I don't think, means nearly as much to the players as it does to the fans. Right. I think in the old days, it meant a lot to the players. Yeah. Uh, and they like actually hated each other and stuff, but it def- it bums me out. It feels gross yes like you son of a that's how i feel uh it's definitely Favre came to be the quarterback for the vikings and i hated it yeah yeah and we were and we they were very successful yeah Favre. no of course it was so hard for me to be on board with that no it's it's frustrating it feels like you what the hell and it feels like um it feels like finding out there's no santa claus like you kind of believe in this thing that's like us versus them and Mm -hmm. they go there and you're like hey Mm -hmm. but then you're like i i I factor in the, in you. Yeah, I factor in like the human aspect of like, hey, we'll give you $35 million a year. And you're like, hey, I get to live in – I mean, I chose to live in New York. Yeah. I'm a comedian. I'm like, hey, I'll go Look there. Look at you, Joe List, turning your back on yeah, Boston. Exactly. Screw you. But people will ask me, they're like, are you still a Red Sox fan? I'm like, yeah, what kind of psychopath would I be to move to New York? and be like, I'm a Yankee fan now. I'm yeah. like, I've hated them my whole life. Turn your hat inside out. There's a Yankees logo. Yeah, yeah. It's just like – it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <love> it. <laughs> Well, good. Don't ever change to be a Yankees fan. I will not. You cannot do that. That would not be good. Uh, I found out when I was doing a little research about you, I found a, one of the most random facts ever about somebody, that the town you're from is the home of chocolate chip cookies. Yes, Whitman, Massachusetts, the, home, the birthplace of the chocolate chip cookie. That's the... It's pretty wild. Yeah, right down the street. And so I happen weird. to be a, a chocolate chip cookie obsessed person. Yeah. Which it, also contributed to my reflux. I know, chocolate, like you very mentioned bad. that. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. I used to eat at least one, usually two chocolate chip cookies every day from Starbucks or somewhere else. And uh, again, I did, uh, when you read about acid reflux, I did everything you can do to get it. But yeah, I'm from the home of the, the cookie. It's our big claim to fame. Um, is that the it. first thing you learn when you're growing up? Is that this is the well? I didn't realize it was like where the cookie was like invented. There was the Toll House um, place was like down the street from us, and it burned down right when I first moved there. Yeah, but uh, I didn't realize they had invented. It. I didn't know that till much later. Okay, but um, no, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it plays a role. I think I'm just a- addicted to chocolate chip cookies because they're delicious, not because I'm from there. Mm-hmm. But I had about five last night. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty amazing. Well, be careful with all that chocolate; you'll start to reflux. <laughs> 
No Coca-Colas to go along with it. No, that's, that's good. Um, what else do I want to talk about here? Where's how much time have we been? I I have no idea. My phone here. Um. Uh, let me see. I know one here. Uh, let's talk about the podcast you do. Sure. Tuesdays with Stories uh-huh. with Mark Norman. Yes. Who's been on this podcast. Yes. Uh, I am a fan of your podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope we never offend. It gets a little irreverent. I always feel like I have to warn people. It's not for the faint of heart. That's true. Yeah, it can be a, can That's be a, little, true. Can be a little spicy and yeah. spicy. Uh-huh. Uh, but thank you for listening. For sure. I, uh, you told me, I think it was before we started recording today, like uh, when I was talking to Adrian last week mm-hmm. from the Vag podcast yep. and found out that, well, I learned from listening to it as well, uh, they record in a car. Yes. <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. where do you guys record your we podcast? We record now at Mark's house. Well, for a while, for the first few years, we were at Stand Up New York upstairs. They had like a Stand Up Labs, they call it. It was like a little podcast network that's still around. And we yeah. recorded it there. And then we kind of went independent and started recording it in Mark's living room. And then we went to our friend Alex Brazell, um, his studio, but he just moved to LA to do something. So now we're back at Mark's house. So now it's regularly just at Mark's house on his couch. And uh, it's pretty great. How often are you doing them? We do once a week. I mean, we record every, sometimes two in a week, and then we'll take a week off because we're on the road. Um, but we do one once a week every Tuesday and for like six years now. You guys have merch. We got some merch. We got T-shirts. We got mugs. We got, uh, yeah, we got it all. It's been a, lo- it's been a long time. It's it's. It's a, it's at a nice level. I think we got about 25,000 people listening every week. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. People coming out to the shows because of it? Yeah, a bunch. Last night, there was a bunch of people. I mean, like, not as much as I would like. I'd like to be selling out, but right. there's, you know. Turning them away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, that's the best thing you can do for your business is say, we have no space available. We've, we've run out of room. But I'm not, uh, I'm not there yet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had about 10 people here last night, 15 or so. We usually get... 10 to 20 people per show, it feels like. So nice. it's nice. I did what I always do, and I bailed the second the show was done yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so do, did you go out and yeah, shake out. hands and yeah. pictures and whatnot? Not to everybody. I'll just kind of go and make my let myself be seen. So okay. people want to come say hello, they can. Okay. Um, not selling anything? No. I shows? used to have digital downloads, but I ran out, and then I just never got more okay. of my album. But I should. Sometimes I wish I did because it's nice to have that extra cash. Yeah. But it's hard to stand there selling stuff. It's like, ah, you feel like a schmuck. But yeah, you got to hustle. Yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. I, you were funnier than I thought you were going to be. I yeah, it's know. a lot of that. It's hard when people wa- don't want to buy something. They just walk by kind of looking at their feet, and you feel bad that you're standing there. You're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's like yesterday I uh, was at a, a grocery store, and the guy was like, uh, oh, hey, would you like a free – just give him free samples. Yeah. And the first thing he says, this is uh, – I'm here today. This is my daughter's product. She's been working on it for years. It's a uh, it's a non, non-granola – trail mix or something okay. i don't know it was very tasty yeah but he's doing the whole like it's my daughter she's worked really hard and it's you know it's brand new in the stores and so i try a couple and then but that then that moment when you're like i'm there's no way i'm buying any yeah, like, yeah i didn't come course. here with any intention of buying this this right. is stuff i normally buy right like then you have to come up come up with the thanks yeah, yeah. that awkward parting ways like yes I, I, I yesterday i said i'll keep it in mind yeah yeah that's a that's a nice one yeah and they know. I've had someone call me out one time. I was at a pizza place, and I walked in in New York, and the slices just looked old. They'd been sitting around, and he's like, "What can I get you?" And I was like, "You know what? Um, I'll be back." And then he you could tell he was he was like, "When? When are you coming back, bro?" And uh, I was like, he intimidated me, so I was kind of like, "Oh, I, I I don't know," but I wish I had been like, "You know what? Never. Your pizza <laughs> looks like shit, and so yeah. I'm not coming back." Like yeah. I let him kind of like bully me. And uh, this is before I was in therapy. I feel like I could be stronger now. But I hated that. I- I'm just trying to be nice. I'm saying I'll be back later because yeah. your pizza looks like garbage. Um, but he was he was <laughs> took it personally, I guess. But, you know, what can you do? I went to uh, Jamaica several years ago, honeymoon. And I was warned before we went that, you know, there's so many people that will ask for handouts in mm-hmm. Jamaica. And if you tell them, ah, oh, I'll be back tomorrow or, I'll, you know, I'll see you later. That yeah. they remember. Oh, really? And it was the truth. Wow. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Good to know. Where it was like, you know, yeah, no, I got you tomorrow. And then I had didn't really have an intention of doing right, right. whatever the next day. And one time a guy spotted me down the beach, freaking walks down, grabs me by the arm. Hey, man, you told me you were yesterday. Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, I 
have to come up with a new excuse yeah, now. Like, I was lying, and uh, I don't. I'm, I will not be back tomorrow. Don't Thank trust, you. Don't trust tourists. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uncomfortable. That was very uncomfortable. I uh, what? <laughs> you have some videos. They're, I think you just reposted one. I saw the ultimate warrior. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> I actually just found that one. I, what happened was I shot these this little web series called the Ultimate Warrior, as opposed to Warrior. Yeah. And uh, it's me dressed as the wrestler from the 80s and 90s, the ultimate warrior. But I'm the warrior. And I'm just, I Wait, just who's worry. that? The ultimate warrior. The ultimate, uh, I would just worry. And what happened was we shot a bunch of them with comics. And then at the time I was broke and I ran out of money for the editing. And then I emailed my friend who edited the time and said, hey, can we finish doing those? I can, I can pay you now. And so um, we got them edited and we put one out with Dan Soder. Yeah. And, um, Love Soder. There's a couple more coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Soder's one of the funniest guys on the planet. So. Um, yeah, they're real, real ridiculous. They're on my website, yeah, yeah. comedianjoelist.com, and um, you can go check them out. They're ridiculous. <laughs> it's silly, very silly, but it's fun. I, I uh, yep, I'm a big fan of just stupid stuff like that. Oh, yeah. thank you, yeah. I appreciate it. I um, this I found this story, and I think it ties in with that. All right, um, researchers at Penn State University wanted to figure out how much of the stuff we worry about is actually worth worrying about. I think I read this article. Did you? Someone sent it to me. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll finish reading it here. Uh, so the, they asked 29 people with uh, generalized anxiety disorder to keep mm-hmm. a journal of everything. Is this what you read? Keep a journal of uh, everything they worried about for 10 days, and then after three weeks, they checked on how many of these worries came true. The result was 91.4% of the stuff people worried about didn't come true. Only 86 did. In other words, less than one in ten things you worry about is probably worth, uh, not, probably not worth worrying about. Yeah. yeah. There's a Tom Petty quote that I love. He said, uh, sure as night follows day, most things I worry about never happen anyway. And I try to have that as like a mantra. Oh, I like Whenever that. I'm worrying, I'm like, I don't have to yeah. worry about this. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's, there's a weird thing. Can you explain I uh, don't want to live like a refugee? Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's similar. That's also about anxiety. Okay. Uh, um, no, but like there's the thing with um, – oh, oh, I was figure I was going to say. Something about anxiety. Of this, Oh, there's this thing with like sort of anxiety, OCD, which OCD is anxiety, about the thing of like this won't ha- – if I worry about this enough, it won't happen. Like you feel like you're preventing the thing by worrying about it. Sure. By like making yourself suffer into worrying about it, it won't happen. I always feel like I watch the news and be like, I never thought this could happen to me. I'm like, well, I'll think everything will happen to me. That way, it won't. So I'm not one of those people, but it's something I'm I'm working on. I'm yeah. Trying to worry less, but it's hard. It's like a mental illness. It's brutal. Yeah. Does your wife help with that? Uh, she's got her own anxiety. She helps a little <laughs> bit, but uh, she's got her own anxiety issues. We have very similar, severe anxiety, just kind of manifests in different ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're, I'm working on it. My therapist is working hard with me. <laughs> I, I liked when you asked the crowd last night about therapy. Yeah, it was about two people said they go to therapy. Yeah. But, uh, that's, about, that's about the regular numbers, I think. It's not, it's not a huge percentage of the population, I think. I did. I didn't. I'm one of the people that didn't. Uh, I thought it was for pussies for a super long time. Yeah. And then like nine years ago, Yeah. eight years ago. Then I went for like two years straight. And yeah, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it really helps. It's loved nice. it. It's nice to put, it's nice to dedicate forty five minutes or an hour or whatever to your mental health. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. No, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, let's see what else should be wor- should be mentioning here. You're uh, you're you're set on the stand ups on Netflix. Hilarious. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Yeah, it was really fun. Is there a night? Is there a uh, nightly talk show? You still haven't done Letterman. There's Gordon, a couple. I did Letterman. Fallon. Yeah, I did, Conan. I did all the. I haven't done Seth Meyers, I think, and um, and then Kimmel. He doesn't have a lot of stand-ups on, but I don't even consider that anymore. No, I've, I did. I've done Fallon and Corden, and I've done Conan twice, and I did Letterman, and uh, yeah, they were all so much fun. It's, it's so exciting. I'm trying to get another one going now. Where are you with uh, like recording another album? I'm about to do that. Actually, it it's seemed like the stuff I heard last night. It's not stuff that's out there. No, it's completely none of it's out there. Um, that's I'm, awesome. I'm trying to put something together now, trying to figure out when I'm going to do an album. But it probably in like October, November, and stuff. Um, try to do like a little special in a, an album. Okay. I don't know where the special will go. It might even just go to YouTube or whatever. But um, definitely going to do those two things for sure. Nice. Yeah, it's time. Nice. Did you see? You know, like each day has these stupid like. 
Today's Smile at Your Partner Day. Today's National um, Sidewalk Day. No, I didn't. If, if you look hard enough on the internet, you don't even have to look hard. There are like two or three national days every day of the year. Oh, interesting. Just okay. To, most of them are meaningless, dumb, whatever. Right. I accidentally saw one that today's National Tell-A-Joke Day. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, great. I will tell many jokes tonight. Yeah. So uh, would you honor that this evening? Um how were you growing up at like uh, either retelling or remembering street jokes? I am not great. I can always I retain a joke for like a week and I'll tell it to everybody and I love it and then I just cannot remember them. It sucks. I got to remember my own jokes and I remember like all these old bits from stand-up comics and stuff, but street jokes I just lose them. I, I forget them. Yeah. But I love them. They're always great jokes and I just can't remember how they go anymore. Yeah. I just don't they don't stick in there. Did you have the truly tasteless jokes joke books when you were a kid i didn't no but i had in my neighborhood everyone was telling them so i i heard a lot okay i love those jokes they uh are you involved in the documentary they have coming out mm, which one i don't think so it's called tasteless no i don't I didn't do that no do you, you know anything about this no not no. too much no okay uh i think i think norman's part of it oh that makes sense <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I didn't do it. I don't think. Maybe I did it and forgot, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, I just found out this morning, it's a, they did a documentary about these books, Truly Tasteless Joke Books. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. and it's going to come out, and there's tons of comedians in it. No kidding. Including well, Mark Norman. Now I'm hurt that I wasn't asked. <laughs> Maybe you're in it, and you didn't, like you said, you don't remember. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and it comes out later this month on Netflix. No Or kidding. not Netflix, pardon me, on Amazon. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out for sure. I love anything comedy. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it for sure. I didn't, uh, okay. I've, I'm going to tell you my favorite joke that I, the only one that I remember sure. from the truly tasteless joke books. And I don't even, I don't know if it stands up. It's probably not funny anymore. But when I was in sixth grade and my friend Bill had a sleepover uh, party and we were eating, sitting at the kitchen table, eating cereal. And I laughed so hard that cereal came out of my nose That's as he was fun. reading the book. And the joke was, what's the difference between, between old men and old women? I don't know. Wrinkled boobs. <laughs> That's that was the joke. That was the joke. That's amazing. It's not it's not really that funny. Yeah, yeah. But is this is this sixth graders so what twelve or something? It was the funniest thing I've ever. Heard. And one could argue that a lot of older men have wrinkled boobs too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't even know that it's accurate. It's <laughs> but that's fun. Go back and fix that. It's not yeah. even accurate. Yeah. It's not even accurate. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Anything else we should be mentioning? Um. Hearing you talk on podcasts and other guys about uh, Montreal, you were just in Montreal yeah, yeah, last just month. There, yeah, it, Nothing. Uh, I now have a comedy bucket list. I'm doing this, hosting this podcast for like seven years now. Yeah. Every year people come. Like I have Andy Kindler on the show uh, like a week or so before he goes, does his speech. Yeah. I get so hyped. I, I love everything about it and have never gone. Yeah, I you got to go. get there. My, my best friend from high school is like a huge comedy nut and he's like a bigger comedy fan than I am. He's not a comedian. And I was like, you, you got to come to the festival. I mean, it's like, it's magical. If you're a comedy fan, it's cr just everywhere you go, you're just bumping into comedy. Like, you can't even, it's almost frustrating. Like, you can't even go get a cup of coffee because you're like, there's Andy Kindler. There's Mark Marin, There's yeah. Robert Kelly. There's, you know, whoever. It, it's just wild. Kevin Hart. Like, there's just celebrity and then every level of comic. There's like, the new faces are there and then, you know, my peers and then the, the, the higher ups. Steve Martin will be walking around somewhere. And there's just shows everywhere. And just thinking about it now, I'm getting like, I'm like, oh, man, that was so fun. Yeah. It's it's just the best. It's Are there the older best. guys you get starstruck by or just like, oh, it's so cool that he's here? Not too much starstruck now, but like still you're like, oh, wow, I love that guy. I'm a big fan of that guy. But um, it's weird now because there's some people that you've seen a million times. You've just never seen him in person. And you're like, oh, wow, there's that face that I've seen. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's always interesting seeing celebrities or big names and stuff. What is it like? Uh be like i'm sure there's got to be times where there's uh there's people you know other people doing comedy that you know and have seen them a thousand times on tv or in all but have never actually met they know of you you know of them yeah and then you finally get to meet yeah it's interesting mark mark Marin i saw in montreal and he's a guy i had met before briefly or whatever but we kind of had mutual friends of course and we bumped into each other and then he was kind of like you're joe list right and i was like yeah yeah and it felt, it felt like I said he kind of knew it. He was like, okay, I thought so. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. And we just kind of chatted about his podcast. I'm a fan of his podcast. Yeah. So I had to say, like, you know, you're great, great podcast. I listened to it, great interview. We kind of chatted. 
But that was somebody that like, I, and he's like, "Oh, what what do you do? You do a podcast too?" No, he didn't care. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, we chatted for so that was the first time I kind of chatted with him um, at all. But it was someone that I've known of obviously for twenty years now as a comedy fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it is interesting when all of a sudden you talk to people that you're like, I've known of you. You started so long. comedy in Boston. In Boston, yeah. Was two, he and he did comedy years ago in Boston, right? Yeah, I think, you, he cross paths at all? I think he went to. I think he went to. No, no, he was gone. He was long Way gone. gone. I think. Okay. Yeah, he. St- I think he was there in like the '80s, late '80s. But we started with all the same people. That's the interesting thing. Louis C.K. Same thing. He was way gone when I got there. But all the people that he started with, that were the veterans, were still around now. So we started with the same people. Yeah. Even though we started 20 years apart. It's interesting. You just reminded me of something I wanted to ask you. Um, and you were, I was, I think it's the most recent episode of Tuesdays with Stories. You were talking about uh, touring Europe. Yes. And all the, and all the shit with the trying to catch this plane and that plane. Yeah, yeah. And, and business class and first class and all this stuff. Yeah. So, and fine dining. My question for you is hanging out with somebody like Louis C.K., who's got some dough. Yeah. And seeing all the finer things in life. Yes. Does that make you more motivated to, I don't know what, but at just, times, how does it affect you? At times, for sure. There's definitely times where I, I never try to like let money motivate me, but like I told that story in the podcast, like we missed our flight and we got to go to the first class, Lufthansa's first class lounge in Frankfurt. And I was like, I've never wanted to be more rich. They picked us up in a Porsche. They took us Nuts. to like this thing. There was a full restaurant with no prices. You just order a, like a steak, all of a steak and potatoes and a spinach. And they go, oh, great, complimentary. Yeah. And there's like a little booth where you can go take a nap. It's, it's insane. So there's definitely being rich is better than not being rich. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's hard parts about it. Being a celebrity is difficult, but you're like, this is insane. Especially traveling as much as I do, like to, to have the chance to have first class or like a five star hotel. You're like this is traveling is not traveling when you're on a first class yeah. plane. It's a totally different situation. So I not I try not to be motivated by money, but it definitely like oh I would like that. Yeah, that would be nice. We did a family vacation to Florida earlier this year and did uh, Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and I paid the extra money to have the fast pass. You get to skip yeah. everybody in line. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the type of money to afford fast passes for right. one person, let alone my whole family. Right. But I did it. Yeah. And I would do it again in a second. Yes. Holy shit, is that worth it? No. Of I'm course. walking by people and I'm like, in my head, I'm literally going, You make more money than me. I bet you have a bigger house than me. You have a nicer car than me. But I chose to spend this money and I don't regret it for a second. No, I do a lot of um, uh, quality of life purchases i've never been a big like sneaker guy or a big huge tv or anything okay. but just those things of like you know what i'm gonna upgrade to delta comfort or yeah. like first class on the train or get myself a nice meal the little things like that mm-hmm. we like that cut in line thing is like this is better yeah so i, I mean, I, mean I don't know any of the people and i'm walking by them. i mean saving hours on some of these freaking rides for sure and i'm looking over like y- you could have done yeah, this yeah. too Sorry. you had the chance yeah you had the chance no it's it's worth it yeah oh so worth it so worth it is there uh is there anything else we should be mentioning here you're going to check out the uh, little league world series on tv i was watching that yesterday on the plane i I enjoy the little league world series yeah yeah it's fun but um, there's a minnesota team in there oh they're the midwest team if you see them play okay yeah i'll check it i was i was watching a little bit yesterday i was watching curacao play australia i didn't but i only watched the first couple innings but go curacao yeah yeah (laughs) um it's uh but it's no it's fun to watch but um no, I can't think of anything else. Check out my Netflix, The Half Hours. Uh, the Stand-Ups, it's called. Yeah. Stand-Up Season 2. It's on there. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and come to a show, for God's sake. For hell, yes. Come to a show. Uh, we'll post this today. Oh, and great. Hopefully they have a chance to listen to it. Perfect. But they can still come Saturday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Or when you're booked here a year from now, I hopefully. Hope so, I hope so, yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Joe. This Thank you. Great. I appreciate it. It was fun. Oh.